lyrics paint a picture for us, but they also let us paint them in our own way. Hi, I'm Ted Canova, and welcome back to my new podcast, That One Lyric, where fans choose a lyric and describe how it has shaped and impacted their lives. Boy, did it feel good to see live music this weekend at the Stone Pony with Springsteen tribute band Tramps Like Us. We sure have missed special nights that bring us all together. Take our last episode with Jersey Shore rock and roll historian Stan Goldstein, who chose that one lyric from Springsteen's Meeting Across the River. They always talk about, Bruce writes about the extraordinary in the ordinary. And this is about two guys who may not have much, but tonight it's a big night for them. Stan must have been channeling a big night since Bruce just announced his return to Broadway this summer. And if you need to change your shirt, how about into one of ours with a That One Lyric logo? Stay tuned till the end of this podcast to learn how you can win one. All right, now on to painting that lyric. Let's meet Andrew Goddard from the UK. Andrew chose that one lyric that takes on so much power without any words. Andrew, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm really great, mate. Yeah. Are you? I'm doing well. Now, you don't have an American accent there. Tell me where you are. I'm in Sheffield, England, the home of Steelmaker in the UK. For generations, the city has been Britain's and sometimes the world's steel capital. Got a great pedigree of social justice. It's called the South Republic of Sheffield. It's got a history of working men's civil rights. Andrew, what was your first exposure to the music of Bruce Springsteen? A friend of mine used to play Born to Run. Just wrap your legs around these velvet rims and strap your hands across my engines. And the River album in his van, but it never really got to me. My epitome was really when I was in a bed sit in Birmingham. I bought a digital radio. And Dancing in the Dark came on. And I started dancing around in the kitchen and I was imagining Julia Roberts from the film Sleeping With The Enemy. And she dances with the male character in that to Brown Eyed Girl. Hey, where did we go? Days when the rains came. I started dancing to Dancing In The Dark and that's when I said, well, you know, there's something, something odd about this. I'm an adult man dancing around in the kitchen to Dancing In The Dark. And I'm thinking, I'm all on my own here, but it was just an amazing moment. That's when I really start being a fan. What happened in your life between the first time you heard him and that time you were dancing in your kitchen to Dancing in the Dark? I don't really know what changed. We started off listening to like the glam rock bands like Slade. And then I got into Queen, which was quite a sophisticated sound at the time. I think Queen was my real band up until Bruce. Was the song in the charts called Seven Seas Arrive? That was their first hit in the UK. And we went to see Queen in 74 in Sheffield City Hall. It was my first concert. Oh, you're lucky. So, Andrew, before we get to that one lyric you chose, why don't you share with us what song is that one lyric from? It's from a song called You're Missing. For me, it's just a tremendous cinematographic song. It's everybody's life. It starts off very mundane, very ordinary. But the great thing about that is that you can paint your own image of what that day is. 
Well, as we know, Bruce got the inspiration for the whole album, The Rising, a few days after the 9-11 attacks. Suits in the closet, shoes in the home. Words can't even express it 20 years later. But Andrew, what is that one lyric you'd like to talk about from your missing? Got drifted in heaven, devil's in the mailbox. I got dust on my shoes, nothing but teardrops. God's drifting in heaven, devil's in the mailbox. I got dust on my shoes, nothing but teardrops. This is the moment in the song where the world comes crashing down. It's not the ordinary day. This is a, a really cataclysmic event. How do you interpret the gods drifting in heaven? Well, for me, it's as if God's lost interest in the event, that he's given up on it. He's not interested in the outcome. He's not interested in the devastation that it's been created. He's run away from it, and the devil's taken charge. You know, it's interesting. I, I hear God's drifting in heaven, not that God has no interest in what's happening after the attacks, but the attacks were so massive, God kind of lost control. God was wandering. God, too, was amazed at what was going on. And that the devil being in the mailbox, of course, is that the devil arrived right on your doorstep. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not religious, though. That's the thing. So I probably interpret the godliness of it in a different way to somebody who would probably be a Christian or a Muslim. So I kind of think they would have a more religious view. Like you've just said, it's it's not desertion. It's just, wow. Even God gets confused on days. I want to talk about loss a little bit. You know, this song starts with shirts in the closet, shoes in the hall. Mama's in the kitchen. Coffee cups on the counter, jackets on the chair, pictures on the nightstand. TV's on in the day. Every verse starts without us ever knowing what happened. And in a way, Andrew, it wasn't necessary to know, right? We all knew, either from 9-11 or when a loss happens in our life, nobody needs to tell us the obvious. I think he's painting a picture that everybody understands, but we all paint it differently. So the beauty of that songwriting, it allows a framework to exist in your mind, which is in everybody's mind. So he's not having to invent all the detail. So the detail exists in your mind. Everybody's got something that looks like this, that is like this, but we all see it differently and we all have a different view on it so he starts off with the very mundane it's a ground dog day every morning's the same we do all this stuff the boring but we've all then got the picture of what that is so he doesn't have to tell us about everything he just tells us some generality and we do everything the real magic of this song since i've talked to you i've really realized what it is it's surprisingly not the lyric which i thought it was it's actually the outro the outro's about a minute and 20 seconds with no lyric. And you go, why does a guy do that? Well, I know, kind of, I think he does it because he wants you to really involve yourself in the lyric. And that outro gives you the time to think. Initially, Bruce was going to have a subtle ending. And then he called on Danny Federici to have this big organ sound that you're talking about. Really? I didn't know that. That's news to me, so that's absolutely amazing. Amazing. After talking to you, I kind of feel that the magic now is in the silence of the lyric. That gap is the key to understanding the song, that you're given time to reflect on what it is. Andrew, it's been a pleasure to get to know you and to talk to you from across the pond, and 
I really appreciate you opening up and sharing that one lyric. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the experience and I've learned more about the song from even starting to speak to you. I've learned more about that song in the last couple of weeks and I really do get the outro now. I didn't get it really, but I get it big time now. Andrew, thanks once again. Really appreciate it. It was fun. And thank you, Ted, mate. That was really cool. Yeah, really cool. Wow, another episode where our guest hears something new in a song he's listened to for years, as Andrew found in that one lyric from You're Missing. God's drifting in heaven, devil's in the mailbox, I got dust on my shoes, nothing but teardrops. Plain, simple, and powerful. Thank you, Andrew. And thank you for supporting our podcast. Your generous reviews give us a lift. Leave yours on Apple Podcasts to automatically enter our raffle to win a That One Lyric shirt or baseball hat. And please keep sharing this with your friends and fellow fans. Yes, some may roll their eyes that we can actually talk about one lyric, but who cares? We're not apologizing for our fandom. I'm glad you joined me, that you're part of our community, and that you enjoyed That One Lyric. I'm Ted Canova. As I say to End the Tour podcast, music makes it all better. See you next time.